We're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Parrish Show. This is the Matthew Parrish Show Season 2. So Season 2 has begun. We have a new poster. We have a new uh, premise. It's going to be great. We're still talking about sports. We're still talking about the sporting news, but it's going to be awesome. Today, we are going to talk about the NFL wildcard round. The wildcard weekend is coming up upon us. Saturday, we have the Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns. And then uh, we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. And then Sunday, we have the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys and another game. So uh, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans for a second. Houston Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud is coming off some of the best uh, the best rookie season that he has in, uh, ever for a rookie quarterback. He has a record. Uh, he has over 4,000 yards this year as a rookie quarterback. Uh, but did you know, did you know that this is the first time that the Houston Texans have clinched, or any NFL team for that matter, have clinched a AFC South Divisional title uh, with a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach, that being of head coach D'Amico Ryans? No other team has done that in the NFL, and the Houston Texans were the first team to do that. So congratulations to Houston Texans on that milestone, the first uh, NFL team with a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback to clinch a AFC South Divisional title, or any divisional title for that matter. Um, so let's get into it. So we got the Super Wildcard Weekend schedule, and it's revealed Cleveland Browns at Houston Texans. Houston Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud. Uh, he's predicted to be a lock for Offensive Rookie of the Year, but you know we don't know that. Uh, I believe those honors, MVP, Rookie of the Year honors, defensive, offensive, will be announced, uh, I think, a week before the Super Bowl. However, um, let's see here. So this comes from the NFL. The Super Wild Card Weekend will kick off in Houston and conclude in Tampa. The NFL Sunday night announced the schedule of the opening round of the playoffs, which begins with the AFC four-seeded Houston Texans. Uh, they're four-seeded even though they won the AFC Divisional title, hosting the number five Cleveland Browns on Saturday and Joe Flacco as quarterback. The six-game slate will carry on through Monday night when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the NFC's number four seed, host the number five Philadelphia Eagles. It's the second season in a row that Bucks have played on Monday to open the postseason. The Sunday night showcase will feature a much um, a much great matchup of Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions hosting Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams, each uh, quarterback facing off against his old squad. Uh, Super wildcard weekend. It's going to be great. So um, the one in four terms and conditions is, you know, is Cleveland Browns versus Houston, Texas. Now you got a rookie quarterback versus a veteran aging quarterback in Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns, right? Uh, Deshaun Watson did go to uh, – go to Cleveland. He was traded to Cleveland from Houston. However, uh, he's not going to play. Um, I know he's got some uh, issues coming up. I know he's got, uh, he might be on the injury report, but you know, he also has some issues, you know, remember that whole thing that happened in Houston with the, uh, the sexual harassment case uh, against him in Houston. And I think they're still trying to clear that up so he could play. Uh, and, you know, Deshaun Watson wanted to get traded somewhere else. You know, he didn't play in this last year in Houston when all the court cases were going on between uh, him and the lawyers and, and the women. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be a rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, versus uh, veteran quarterback Joey Flacco of Cleveland, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, the game will be played at NRG Stadium in Houston. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Let's, let's move on to some other stuff. Dolphins. And the Kansas City Chiefs. Miami Dolphins and Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so this game is supposed to be played at freezing cold temperatures. A friend of mine just uh, sent me uh, a TikTok video of it this morning. 
It's supposed to be played at freezing cold temperatures. Um, yeah, so everybody bungle up. Whoever's going to go to that game, make sure you bring an extra jacket. Um, I, I, I think it's predicted that the Kansas City Chiefs will win. However, you know, the Miami Dolphins are tough. I can, I can see an upset here. The Miami Dolphins were doing very well earlier in the season. Um, Patrick Mahomes and, and everything, you know, with the Kansas City Chiefs between, you know, his team and them. Because there have been a cu- past couple of games where Mahomes got really, really upset with his with his uh, O-line and then his team in general because, you know, the guy's not used to losing. He's used to winning. He has two Super Bowl rings. So he wants to get back there, try to get a third Super Bowl ring. I think his goal is try to be like Tom Brady, who has seven Super Bowl rings. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. Um but the wind chill for this game is supposed to be minus 18, which will break a record for an NFL game being played in the cold winter. Um, it's supposed to be zero degrees minus 18 in the wind chill. So whoever goes out there, uh, make sure you uh, you bring a jacket and whatnot. I know the record hole from the last time was a Minnesota Vikings game, which was years ago. I think it was like in the early 70s or mid-70s. So... Um, yeah, whoever goes to that game, bungle up. Make sure you uh, bring an extra jacket. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, we also have the uh, Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah, so Packers, we'll see what happens there. Dallas Cowboys, we'll see what happens there. Dak Prescott at one point was supposed to uh, be up for MVP talks. Those talks have kind of slow down a little, get, little bit. Of course, another Texas team, uh, we had a quarterback who was supposed to be up for MVP talks, which was C.J. Stroud. Then again, you know, he's, uh, I think that's been kind of not talked about lately. So between him and Dak Prescott, there were MVP talks, but that's been kind of on the back burner now. I think both teams are just focused on the playoffs. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, another NFL wildcard round, we have the Los Angeles Rams versus the Detroit Lions. I, for one, would love to see the Detroit Lions go far. If, you know, the Houston Texans, which who I'm rooting for, and I, and I expect them, hopefully, to beat the Cleveland Browns. However, they're going to hit a wall uh, because whoever wins that wild card round between Cleveland and Houston will go on to play the Baltimore Ravens. And the Ravens have a very, very tough defense. So um, good luck to either Cleveland or Houston, whoever wins that game, and play that team in the second round. However, I would love to see the Detroit Lions go very far because the Lions have been pretty bad in the past couple of years. They had a team years ago that went, I think, 0-16, and 0-17. and 17. So, And it was named one of the worst teams in NFL history. Um, the Detroit Lions have, they had some good teams back in the day when Barry Sanders was the running back, uh, the, the late great Hall of Famer Barry Sanders. However, I don't think they've ever won a Super Bowl. So if Houston, my Houston, Texas can't win, I would love to see the Detroit Lions go far. I think they've earned it. I think I know that city has earned earned it and deserved it because of a lot of the bad stuff that's happening in Detroit right now. So, yeah. So I hope the Lions go far. I hope the Lions win that game. And and uh, yeah, let's go Lions. Uh, another NFL walk around. We have the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles started out really, really strong. They're in the playoffs. Tampa Bay Buccaneers were kind of mediocre a little bit through the season, and then they started out winning games, and they made the playoffs. So, yeah, so the Eagles and the Buccaneers, we'll see what happens there. Um, 
If I had to choose which team was going to win, I would probably say the Philadelphia Eagles because because they have experience, they have uh, an experienced coach, they have an experienced team. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Now the divisional round. All the divisional round games will be played next Saturday, January 20th. Um, and then we have another one on Sunday. We have two on Sunday, January 21st, and then, yeah, Sunday, January 21st. And then we have the conference championship games, NFL conference championship games between the AFC and the NFC. Those games will be played on January 28th. Both games will. Leading up to the Super Bowl, which is February 11th at 5.30 p.m. So listen, I'm excited. It's NFL playoff time. Uh, I think everybody gets excited for this. So, you know, root for your favorite team, see what's going on. And, uh, yeah, go, uh, well, go Houston Texans because I'm from Houston. But, you know, root for your favorite NFL team, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Let's move on. Uh, Let's move on to the NBA for a little bit. NBA schedules, we have the Sacramento Kings versus the Philadelphia 76ers. That's today at 6.30 p.m. We have the Indiana Pacers versus the Atlanta Hawks. That's today at 6.30 p.m. And then we have the Houston Rockets versus the Detroit Pistons. Um, yeah, so let's see what happens there. We, uh, we're we going to have some uh, OKC Thunder. You know, they look legit as contenders. They tie for the West's number one seed with the fifth biggest blowout in NBA history. This comes from CBS Sports and the NBA. OKC Thunder looks like legit contenders. They tie for the West number one seed, and they took over the West as number one seed with 139-77 and destruction of the Portland Trailblazers on Thursday night. Uh, now, if you do the math, that's a 62-point victory, which goes down as the fifth-largest margin of victory in NBA history. What's crazy is the Thunder, who racked up a franchise record uh, 41 assists, only needed three quarters to build that 62-point lead, which goes down as the largest margins ever heading into the fourth quarter of a game. With the win, the Thunder improved to 26-11 and for the season, good enough to, to tie Minnesota for the number one seed in the Western Conference, after the Wolves also 26-11 and lost at Boston on Wednesday. On the flip side, the Blazers are now the only franchise in history to lose two games by at least 60 points, Portland lost by 65 points to the Pacers in 1998. I actually remember that hearing about that game when I was at school. I was in high school at the time. Uh, you want more history? Josh Giddy became the first player ever to record a triple-double on a 100% shooting in fewer than 25 minutes. 13 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds on 5-for-5 shooting in 23 minutes. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced this. Shia Gijalis Alexander led the way with 31 points on 11 of 15 shooting, while Jalen Williams added 21 on 9 of 10 shooting. Meanwhile, rookie phenom Chet Holmgren dropped 19 on 9 of 13, tossing Ledort's 11 points on 3 of 7 shooting. And the Thunder starts shot a blistering 74% from the field, 37 of uh, 450. They only played two and a half quarters. Um... As if the showing could be any more impressive, the Thunder did this on, on back-to-back after winning on Miami on Wednesday night, uh, returning home in the middle of the night. It would have been easy to come out sluggish. Instead, the Thunder built a 15-point lead in, inside the first six minutes. Uh, we cleared a couple of hurdles tonight, Thunder coach Mark Dinot said. I thought the first one was the start of the game, and how ready were we to play the energy we were able to generate. I thought the other hurdle was playing with the lead, uh, did not added. We've had leads in the past, and so we've done that well. Um, 
the past, if we've done that well, we've done that poorly at different times. Those were the two challenges that we had before in the end game tonight. I thought you guys did a great job. Um, in December of 2021, the Thunder lost by 73 points to the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, his, the head coach did not, sorry if I mispronounced that, said he and the team learned a lot from the experience, knowing that it was one game. A true 0-0 thing when you come out of that thing. And that goes both ways. This was a massive win, but it was one win nonetheless. Indeed, the Thunder are building towards something bigger than being the socks off a bad Blazers team in January. The top-seeded thing is no fluke. Uh, the Thunder boosts the top-five offensive defense by the second-best net rating by a tenth of a point to the Celtics. They have three horses in uh, Gagayas, Alexander, Williams, and Holmgren. They are deep, versatile. They have the highest overall shooting, three-point and true shooting percentage in the league. They are the first team to shoot at least 50% from the field in 10 straight games in over three decades. And that was between the uh, San Antonio Spurs in 1993. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, congratulations to OKC Thunder for, uh, when, you know, tying for the number one seed in the, in the fifth biggest blowout in NBA history to the Portland Trailblazers. I feel bad for Portland, but, you know, get some players. You know, the good thing is, though, if you lose – and you lose a lot. I mean, the Houston Rockets has experience in this. The past three seasons under head coach Steven Silas at the time, they were the, in last place in the Western Conference. And then we're up for the lottery. And then we get the uh, NBA draft picks. So, you know, now the lottery NBA draft picks, you have to choose the, uh, you know, people have to choose the lottery and hopefully you'll get the number one pick. It's not like other draft picks, you know, NFL, stuff like that, where the worst team gets the number one pick. They have a lottery. And they uh, they go through it, and uh, they take out the the balls from the um, from the little spinning wheel, and uh, they pick the team of who's gonna you know be the number tenth pick or number ninth pick, number eighth pick. I know a lot of people don't like that that idea of it. I know a lot of people who don't like that process of it. But what do you guys think? You know, do you guys uh, do you guys think we should have an NBA draft lottery, or should it be like everything else in the draft? Should the worst team have the number one pick? Comments on the section below. So, um, let's see here. Let's talk about Devin Booker real quick. Devin Booker's Nike signature sneaker is taking over the NBA. Uh, before it's even hit retail, the Nike Book One has become the uh, busiest performance basketball shoe in recent memory. Of course, who could forget Michael Jordan's uh, Air Jordan 1, right? Um, Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns have not had an easy time uh, of it lately. This comes from GQ, by the way. After getting hammered by the Sacramento Kings, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Los Angeles Clippers twice, uh, the Lamarte Les Memphis Grizzlies, they're entering mid-January in the loomy February trade deadline, just a hair above .500 and hovering uneasily on the edge of playing uh, contention. Uh, but while the team is still waiting for their starters to click, Booker himself is still playing at the very highest level, averaging a substantial 26 points and 7-point assists across the season so far. He's tested for further All-Star and All-NBA honors, and, it, and if he, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal can finally find the rhythm, there's no telling how high his ceiling is on the Sun squad. Booker has been uh, doing all of this and more in a very special pair of sneakers, the Nike Book One, his debut signature sneaker with Nike, which he's been rocking on court in game after game, in which he lately has been lighting up the league. One of the most immediate and impressive signature shoes in recent memory, it strikes the ideal balance between performance, brawn, street-ready uh, verve, a crossover hit in the making months before it's set to hit uh, retail shelves. It's a seriously great shoe. This is from GQ. 
So, um, you know, I, uh, when I buy my shoes, I buy a lot of running shoes. I run marathons. I run, uh, I do a lot of running. So I buy a lot of running shoes, you know, Brooks running. Um, you know, I bought, I bought Nike, I bought Under Armour, uh, and, and Brooks running, but I think the best pair of running shoes is Brooks running shoes, but this is good for uh, Devin Booker and his, and his book one Nike signature shoe. I'm glad it's getting to be a big hit, but who can remember? I grew up with the Air Jordans, uh, the Air Jordan one, Michael Jordan, you know, eighties, nineties. Uh, of course, if you haven't seen the movie air yet directed by Ben Affleck, I highly recommend you go see that. It's a great movie. Uh, so yeah, so it's just a uh, great, great time overall. Let's talk about the history portion of the of the show. So, uh, let's talk about Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, so I, the other day I was looking up the top ten NCAA scandals in college, you know, college sports history. Oklahoma was on there. Baylor was on there a, a couple times. Um, you know, we had illegal recruiting and stuff like that. Of course, Michigan, the national champions, Michigan, is uh, under hot water because of Jim Harbaugh and the sign stealing incident. So. We'll see what happens there, see what the penalties are there, if any, for Michigan, because they just won the national championship in Houston at NRG Stadium against the Washington Huskies. So we'll see if anything happens there. However, so I was looking up other biggest scandals, and who can remember the Oklahoma Sooners football team in the 80s? Uh, It was under head coach Barry Switzer at the time. He did win the national title with Oklahoma there. Um, But part of the big reason why they got rid of athletic dorms was because of Oklahoma. This was Bud Hall. There, We had a bunch of Sooner players who were doing steroids in there, football players who were doing steroids in there. Um, we had a, uh, a Sooners uh, player, Oklahoma Sooners player, who was dealing drugs in there. As a matter of fact, at one point when there was an investigation, one of the players tried to sell a cop. I think it was cocaine. So, yeah, so... Um, but the reason the investigation came across was because there was a rape incident in the, um, in the, uh, I think 1987 between two players, uh, they brought this woman back to the dorm rooms and they unfortunately raped her. And, uh, there was another girl, a 17 year old woman in there watching. And, uh, there were several players kind of cheered it on. It led to a whole investigation, a case that opened up a huge investigation into the athletic program at the time at Oklahoma Sooners. Um, so yeah, no, it's crazy what happened. That's one of the biggest reasons why they had, they got rid of athletic dorms across the nation. Every college along the United States, uh, was because of that incident. Um, and Brian Bosworth, now Brian Bosworth was a huge, uh, one of the best college linebackers in Oklahoma. You know, he's admitted on taking performance enhancing drugs. He's admitted on taking steroids at the time. He said every Oklahoma player was taking cocaine and steroids, at the time, they would shoot cocaine on game day to get him hyped up. Um, I highly suggest you recommend. I recommend reading his book, "The Boss: The Confessions of a Modern Antihero." I believe that came out in 1989. Uh, he has other books too. Brian Bosworth is also an actor who remembers the movie, the action movie Stone Cold, where he played the lead. I remember seeing that in movie theaters. So, um, so yeah, that's our history portion of the of the show. Um, hopefully these scandals can come into light, see what happens here. Um, do I think it's wrong? Of course it's wrong. It's, of course it's wrong, but I think it, it's happened everywhere. I mean, obviously it's happened everywhere. It's happened through the decades. Um, it's unfortunate, but you know, and we need to crack down on it and we need to do something about it. But, um, yeah, you know, people, people are always, you know, 
it's a it's an uphill battle. People are always going to try to figure out how to maximize their chances, no matter where that is, whether it's in athletics, business, relationships. They're they're going to try and do it. So, um, yeah. So look, everybody, be safe out there. Before we go, make sure you hit that little subscribe button. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. We talk sports. We talk to sporting news. Um, we're in season two now, so. Yeah, no, that's great, and I look forward to more episodes. Um, I'm going to start doing video episodes, too, and uh, we have a distribution for that. I always press records, so it's going to be great. And listen, you guys take care and have a great time. Enjoy the NFL uh, wildcard games this week, and you guys take care. I'll see you soon. Bye.